What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Believe Me, which is, of course, brought to you by our proud sponsors and partners over at Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag and use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your first time, one time, 100% welcome bonus. Any deposit between $50 and $1,000, Bet Online will match in full with the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. Head over to Bet Online and let the games begin. All right, what's up, everybody? It is time for episode eight of Believe Me. I'm Joe Serralo, as always, joined by two legends in their respective fields, Brandon Lang, the career handicapper, Cordell Stewart, the former NFL quarterback. We're going to dive right into the six games in front of me. But first, Cordell, I got to give you your propers, man. 3-0 and last week on the games that you and Brandon disagreed on. 3-0, and man. You were on the right side of the Eagles, the Jets, and the Minnesota Vikings. How you feeling? It's a victory Monday for you, Cordell. Hey, man, I feel my hands, but at the same time, I try to tell you guys what it is. I try to get you guys to believe me. I use some of the stuff that Brandon has given me over time, which is not going against the home team as much. I tried to implement that in there along with some talent. And even though we saw Kirk Cousins actually go on the road and beat a Miami team, we saw how good he actually played in that game. I know he doesn't like Kirk Cousins, but hey, guess what? I like the freaking guy. I think they have talent. But then after all that, you know, you got to forget about it. I mean, I got Jalen Hersey second to none. And then last but not least, when you look at what the Jets did, that dude, Zach Wilson, is playing some outstanding football. That defense, they have a knack for the ball. But we'll talk about some of that stuff as we go on. Okay. I don't want to get too Blah, blah, blah. It. Just remember the old saying, a broken clock is right twice a day. That's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I wish we would have got to the extra play segment when we ran too long because I would have gave out Tennessee plus the nine over Alabama. Which uh, was the a- old shit could have would have, Brandon. All right. Um, <laughs> right. That part. That part which was a 200-dimer at BrandonLang.com. So just so you know, biggest college play of the year was not only Tennessee, but I said they would shock the world. So that I'm hanging my hat, not on the 0-3 versus Cordell. He can have that. I'll give that to him. <laughs> I, I, I'll take my, my Tennessee vols. And, but you know what? Payback's a biatch. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's see what we have this week. Cordell, we're going to start with you because you're the birthday boy, the big 5-0. Happy birthday, Cordell. Let's jump in. We're going to start with the Giants for a third straight week. The 5-1 and one New York Giants are three-point underdogs in Jacksonville against Trevor Lawrence and company. Cordell, what's with the disrespect, man? Who are you on in this side? Jacksonville to win by more than a field goal or the Giants to win or at least cover? The question becomes, are we really buying into the Giants and what they're able to do, particularly when it comes to running the football? If you say yes, well, guess what? The Jaguars has the third rush defense, best defense in the National Football League. So when you look at how you actually try to manufacture what you're thinking, you then go to the offensive side of the football. And I think on offense, I like what I see out of this team in the Jags a little bit more. I think their coach there in Jacksonville is really having them play good. I'm going with Brandon on this one. Some of his hot takes. I'm going with the home team on this one. I'm going with the Jags to actually beat actually go higher than uh, uh, minus three with winning this game. I'm actually seeing them going up a little bit higher. I'm sticking with the Jags. Brandon, do we have a disagreement out of the gate, man? The Giants are five and one against the spread, five and one straight up, four and oh against the number as an underdog. Which side are you on here, B-Lang? First of all, if you can't run the football, then you're asking Daniel Jones to win the game for you. Um, Jags are competitive. They're grimy. They hang in there. They put a beat down on the Colts on this field earlier this year. Shut them out for that matter. Um, Big emotional win for the Giants last week over the Ravens. Um, They're gritty. They're hanging in there. But when I think of Jacksonville, they remind me a little bit of Dallas, who went in there and beat the Giants on Monday night. 
I just think the Jags at home and the humidity in Florida, the Giants coming off the big win. It's so hard for me to agree with Cordell, especially on his birthday, but he did have a good week last week. Maybe the magic of the Hail Mary pass against Michigan has energized him to touch everything he touches is a winner right now. I don't know. Let's go. I do believe Cordell's on the right side of the game, and I think you have to play the Jags. Spin the 20 cents, buy it from – spin the one minus 130, buy that half point, and take those Jags down to two and a half. I think we'd be okay. And I stand corrected. And I stand corrected at the fifth. Best defense in the National Football League. That's the Jags. Excuse me. They're the fifth best defense in the National Football League. That's so fine. you guys are out here agreeing right out of the gate, going against the team that's 5-1 and one against the spread. I, I mean, look, you guys talked me out of the Giants two weeks ago in London against Green Bay. I don't, I don't think you'll be able to do it again. Brandon, you're the one who always says winners go with streaks, losers go against streaks. And I'm going to use your own argument against you here. Right now, the Giants are the hot team. The Jags have lost three in a row. I just, I don't know if either of you guys convinced me enough on this one to go against the streak. Last thing I'm going to tell you, desperate home team. Mm -hmm. Need I remind you of the Colwyn two Colts at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Desperate home teams in the NFL catching a team coming in off a massive home win in a letdown situation and the home team is playing for their life. Sometimes you have to play caution to the wind. So be careful. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. Hey, hey, I don't and think I, it's so, gentlemen, so. but yeah, Cordell, go for it. And Joe, you're a homer. So you're really having issues with this, not because of what <laughs> you've seen, because if you do the eye test and you watch this Jaguars football team, even though they haven't won uh, uh, their last few games that they played, they're actually on, they're on the actual incline. They're going upward when it comes to their trending. I like what they're doing. I think their quarterback, I think this defense is playing style football. We know what the Giants do. They run the football. That's the best side of the football that they have is running the football. I like the Giants at home in the inclement weather, as far as humidity is concerned. I see this Giants football team making it happen and winning by more than three points. Well, that's why you guys are the experts. The experts are in agreement on Jacksonville minus three. Let's take another AFC South team that's favored by three. The Tennessee Titans, three-point favorites in already their second matchup this year against the Colts. Brandon, how do you see this one shaping up in Nashville? Once again, um, winners go with streak, losers go against them. Um, Tanny Hill doesn't own many teams in the NFL. <laughs> uh, remember, his dime piece wife once took a gun through security at the airport, not the sharpest tool in the shed. So I guess that <laughs> Wow, we're going right out of the gate. We're going right <laughs> out of the gate. Um, five and one straight up against the Colts, and he's covered in all five wins. So more than likely, the team that wins this game covers the number. Um, I, I just think the Titans coming off a of bye week, 3-0 straight up and against the spread. The right side of the game is without question. Until the cold show, they can get over the hump in this situation against Titans. I'm going to take Tennessee, spin the 20 cents, minus 130, buy that half point, and lay two and a half with the Titans. Cordell, what do you think here? Titans minus three over the Colts. They beat them by seven three weeks ago. Yeah, they beat them by seven three weeks ago, and, and they won and covered three of the last four games the Colts did. We've been watching Matty Ice as of lately. We saw him on the road against the Denver Broncos, and we saw him at home in this last week's game. He's playing good when the game is close, being able to close out by doing what he does best, sometimes running no huddle, uh, no huddle offense, uh, being able to find guys open. He's finding his way with this Indianapolis Coast team very quietly. Even though we know this Titan team's right now is 3-0 coming off of a bye, I'm not buying into Tannehill. I'm looking at this being one yes. of those games. This one of those games where I see the coach actually go on the road and I actually see Matty Ice 
taking control and doing what he does, which is when it's close, when it's one of these types of games, he ends up coming out victorious. I think he ends up beating that margin, which is them being down by three. I like the coach in this one. Finally, you guys disagree. Uh, <laughs> the man is a walking turnover, baby. And he didn't beat Denver. Russell Wilson lost the game in Denver. But you go ahead and go with 95-year-old on the road, mano a mano. It's not happening. Not on Sunday. Brandon, I, I, I'm going to agree with you on that one. It's not happening. Ryan Shanahill, you mentioned 5-1 and one against the spread against the Colts. And how about 3-0 and oh against the number coming off a of bye week as the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans? Love that stat. Love that trend for Tannehill as well. Brandon, I'm with you. I'm with the Titans. Let's jump in to the next game. We've got the Atlanta Falcons, the NFL's lone 6-0 team against the number, headed to the jungle, taking on the Bengals. Cincinnati is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Cordell, can Joe Cool and the Bengals beat Atlanta by seven or more this week? Yeah, I think so. I like Joe Cool and what he's been able to do offensively. They're actually out just, what, they're eighth in the National Football League when it comes to passing. You have this Atlanta Falcons team who's worst, one of the worst teams when it comes to passing. All they can do is run the football. That's yeah. a great recipe to actually be able to go on the road and actually get a win. What I always say, the running game travels anywhere in the world. That's how the game actually started between the trenches. But I think right now this team is actually finding a, their, their niche a little bit. We saw them get a win on the road against the New Orleans Saints. I think Joe Cool continues this trend and this run. They found their niche, and I think they actually get it done. Because I think the Falcons, they don't know who they are. They're finding ways to win games late in the game. But I just think this team is going to get out front too fast and too early. And I think this, um, this Bengals team with Joe Cool and company is going to get it done. Brandon, looks like you're on a different side here. Of course yes, he is. Thank Cordell said, I think, I think, I think. Kevin Costner said to Tim Robbins and Bull Durham, don't think. Ball club. <laughs> the and the movie right reference now, comes out. One thing about the Atlanta Falcons, I have to give our boy, the president of Believe, our boy Braun, who called me up before the season started, and I've decided uh -oh. to give him props right here. Braun said, listen to me. Bet your children's unborn children's children on what I'm about to say to you. The win total for the Atlanta Falcons for the season, I think he said was five and a half. He said they are going, it might've been four and a half. It yeah. was either four and a half or five and a half. He says, whatever it is, they are going to get over the total. And here you are with three wins right off the bat. But more than that, there's only one team in the NFL, Mr. Cordell Stewart, former All-Pro on his 50th birthday, that has covered every single game this year. And that would be the Atlanta Falcons. They were left mm. for dead. They were left for dead against the Rams, down 28-10 going into fourth. What did they do? 17-3 run in the fourth quarter to cover the number. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had them 21 nothing, and they were potting like it was 1999. And what they do? They outscored them 15 nothing to cover the number. You cannot. Winners go with streak, losers go against them. You keep riding this money train. Last week, the Cincinnati Bengals gave up 4,179 yards rushing to the New Orleans Saints. I don't trust them laying close to a touchdown. Give me the money-making ATL. Let me say this, Joe, real quick. Absolutely. The Falcons have the worst pass defense in the National Football League. That they can't stop a nose run lead or whatever you want. They're horrible. But at the same time, you may be right. You didn't ride with me last week. You saw what happened. Try it again this week. It's going to happen again. I'm telling That's you right, right now, the bungles. 
Go, Joe. Cordell, I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you, man. I'm going to go with okay. Brandon again on this one. I, I just look, I think Cincinnati wins. I don't think Atlanta's going to go in there and pull off the upset. And even though the Bengals have covered four in a row in their own right, I just don't know if they got the juice to win this one by seven or more. You're talking a full touchdown when they barely squeaked by the Saints just a week ago with Andy Dalton at quarterback and no healthy wide receivers on that team. Brandon, I love your points. I'm with you. Well done, Joe. Well Cordell, done. Let's, let's see if I side with you finally. The Browns are six and a half point dogs headed to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the disgruntled Ravens this week. Cordell, same question I just asked you. Can the Ravens win by seven or more, or do you like Cleveland getting the points? Well, we know what this team is all about in the Baltimore Ravens, right? The Baltimore Ravens are about their offense and Lamar Jackson. What he hasn't had is a deep threat, but they seem like they found one in Deshaun Jackson. They have him on the practice squad, and we're hoping, and I think I'm hearing, that he'll end up, depending on how he comes along and where he is as far as the years in the league and, and uh, his health and understanding the game plan, will he be able to play this weekend? That's the assumption. I'm, I'm going off of him playing this weekend. The deep threat comes into play for Lamar Jackson. It's not about the tight ends anymore. It's not just about him scrambling. It's about getting it into someone's hands to try to create some issues in this secondary of this Browns team. The Browns have been okay. They've been doing pretty good. They've been losing too many games because of the inability of the quarterback and Jacoby Brissett to being able to be com you know, complete in a sense of making plays, getting it downfield, getting it to the right person's hands. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens minus six and a half. He's on two touchdown favorites, Brandon. What about you? You lose with the Ravens before you try to win with the Browns. You implode against the Chargers and lose a game at home. Last week, you get completely punked by the New England Patriots. <clears throat> Talk about showing no heart and soul at all at home. Back-to-back -back games at home. And understand this teams that lose back-to-back -back games at home and are installed as a seven-point underdog or less in their next game out are 1-11 and 11 against the number. Ladies and gentlemen, ride with Lamar, who's covered five straight against Cleveland. He owns them. Lamar gets it done. Lay the six and a half with the Ravens. Cordell has part of the Red Sea and seen the light with Moses. You know, Brandon, I was hoping that you were going to go Cleveland there because I was all over Cordell's take. You just reinforced that, gentlemen. I agree with you both 100% in this one. I think Baltimore minus six and a half, you guys have shown that's the only play in this game. We've got one more game before we get to the game of the week, that is, and that is the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. I never thought this game would make our slate, but here we are, the Jets four and two straight up, four and two against the number, and they are going up against one of the most disappointing teams in the National Football League. The anemic offense, the 32nd ranked offense. That's dead last of the Denver Broncos. Brandon, starting with you. How do you see this one shaping up? The Bronx currently opening as three-point favorites at home. Let me tell you right now, the only thing Russ is cooking up is that crack. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> $242 million in five draft picks going to get you that. I can just hear Chris Rock voice going, you did your job as a dad if you keep your daughter off the pole. Well, <laughs> guess what? You got no pole, bro. This is just mind-blowing to me how far this man has fallen. Oh, you don't think the Seattle Seahawks look so good right now with going, see Russ, go cook somewhere else. I'm going to tell you something. With all that being said, they did manage to get a win at home they, against Houston and cover the number. And as bad as he has been, their defense 
is playing lights out. Zach Wilson, zero touchdown passes in the last two weeks. If Zach Wilson goes in here and plays lights out and beats this defense that held Justin Herbert in check on Monday night, so be it. For me, this is a must-win situation for Denver at home against the Jets, coming off a huge road upset of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. It is a situational play, must-win team at home, catching a road team off a massive road underdog win. I figure out a way Denver gets it done with their defense. Minus three, by the half point again, minus two and a half. Denver will figure out a way behind their defense to get it done over the Jets or in a letdown situation. Did not see that one coming, Brandon. The way you were bashing Russ, I thought you were totally going to be on the Jets' side here. Cordell, last week you said the Jets were playing inspired football. Are you going to roll with them again? I'm riding with them again, baby. I tell you right now, on the road, they're 3-0. And oh, whenever you find a team that can find it, find a way to get it done, that's all you can ask for, right? Are we playing inspired football? And is that inspired football getting us an opportunity to play on the road and actually get some dubs right now? The way Russell Wilson is playing right now, it's, un, it's beyond my thoughts to try to figure out what's the problem. He goes 10 for 10 in the first half, and in the second half, he only broke 15 yards in the second half. I think that's, that continues. This defense won't be able to hold up as long as we would like to see them hold up because they're going to have to score points because the defense of the Jets, they can get the ball and they can actually take it back to the house. And offensively, however they need to get it done, they can. I think that's why they're 3-0 on the road. I'm going with this Jets team, Jets team that have the swag of Zach Wilson. Hold up, Cordell. Hold I'm up. Gonna... This ain't no, this ain't no exotic dancer holding you up in the champagne room, not letting you get out the door. Hold up. The defense has been holding up all year, my brother. Defense it's gonna fall at some point in time. Listen, you get, you stay trapped in that champagne room. All right, Joey. That's right. That's right. I'm yeah. telling you, Denver minus two and a half, bro. Good luck. Cordell, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the Jets plus three. You convinced me that they're playing inspired football. I never would have done it against Green Bay. Cordell, I have to hop on the bandwagon at some point. Look, letting Russ cook is about as good an idea as letting my college girlfriend's mother cook, and that never panned out too well. So we're going to go with the Jets. We're going to go with Cordell in this one. And that means, gentlemen, it's time for the game of the week. The Chiefs headed to San Fran to take on the Niners. It is a Super Bowl 54 rematch, and Kansas City is only a three-point favorite. Brandon, going to start with you here. What are your thoughts on this one? This is a gift. This is Christmas come early. This is Santa Claus coming down the chimney. He didn't drop off presents. He dropped off a blank check and said, listen, write this out to the bank of Santa and go ahead and just let me know how much you want to catch it for. You might get a game like this maybe once, once every four years, once every five years, because the mystique and the luster of the Chiefs, I think everyone can now agree, is gone. It's history. No Tyreek Hill, and we're seeing it. Already lost to the Colts at home, on the road. Already lost last week to Buffalo when they had the ball. And the Mahomes magic, and here they come, and the offensive line could not block. Leslie Frazier put a spy on him. That pass rush got there all game wrong. So you're telling me. You couldn't block Buffalo at home, and you're going to go out to San Francisco, travel 3,000 miles or 2,000 miles, and your offensive line, which is garbage, is going to hold up against that D-line coming off a loss in a place where the Niners have covered six straight at home. 
the San Francisco 49ers plus the points, they're not going to cover. They're going to win the game outright. And people will finally accept that the Chiefs are not the Chiefs. We all remember. Wow. Cordell, I mean, what do you have to say to that? Brandon caught me off guard. When he said blank check, I'm thinking he's riding with the Chiefs, just field goal favorites all the way. What do you think, Cordell? Mahomie or the Niners D and Jimmy G? I'm going with Mahomie. I mean, one thing I know for sure, you can slow this offense down, but you're not going to necessarily be able to stop it, okay? That is arguably the most prolific passer in our game today, hands down, and Patrick Mahomie. He's going to have an on on day, and he's going to have an off day. I think in this moment, time, he's going to have an on day. He's going to get it out of his hand quick because now what you're saying is Andy Reid doesn't know how to coach from having a bad he game. He did it in the second half, bro. Not being able to have a good game, okay? Because he's gotten sacked or got hit or couldn't make it happen, I think they fix those problems. Coach is in a quick food screen. coma. They throw those quick slants. They get the ball out of their hand quick. And I think Patrick Mahomes does what good. Because they have no offense with the 49ers. Jimmy G is not going to be the reason that they do anything right. Let's just say that at all. Whether they're winning or he's going to be a part of the reason why they lose. But he's not going to be a part of the reason why they win. I say it's about the quarterbacks. So I see the guy number 15 in, in Kansas City getting it done on the road. I like it. Brandon's coming out ruthless today. Cordell, I think you're spot on. And Patrick Mahomes coming off a loss in his NFL career. He's only lost 16 regular season games. The Chiefs are 13. He had never lost as an underdog last week in his career until it happened right in front of you. 13-3 and three, coming Nine off and a oh. loss. 9-0. 9 just three points. as a dog last week. Cordell, uh, I'm with you on this one. I know Brandon's getting all worked up, but Cordell was 3 0 last week, head to head. Gentlemen, gentlemen, you each got. Road chalk, road chalk. (laughs) Gentlemen, you each got 20 seconds. Give me a game that's not on the slate. Make the people some extra money. Brandon, we're going to start with you. Oklahoma State at home plus six and a half over Texas. Texas off the big home win. Oklahoma State off the tough loss to TCU. Get on Oklahoma State, home dog in the Big 12 to get it done over the Texas Longhorns. I I love that. And that was like 12 seconds. Cordell, you have a bonus game of the week for us. I'm going with the Pac-12. I'm going with my Colorado Buffaloes. Actually playing some great football against Cal Berkeley. We have Coach Mike Sanford who came in and re-energized his football team. Don't even look like the same football team that was, I think, had when we had Carl Durrell as the head coach. I know we're playing against Oregon State. I know they had a great win against USC. I know they actually had a great win against Washington recently. But I think the energy and the inspired energy with this team and the Colorado Buffaloes prevail. I think we get this dub going against this Oregon State Beaver team. I'm going with the Buffs, baby. There you go. I stepped off the freaking ride with my Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going with the Buffs. Let's go. Yeah, you go from your old NFL team to your alma mater. I, I love it, Cordell. You know, I, I love you to death. They win one game. They go from 0-5 to 1-5. Now they're playing great football. Ride with me. Ride with me. You better ride with me. You know what I'm saying? I get you. <laughs> you can't make it up. That does it for another episode of Believe Me. For Cordell Stewart, for Brandon Lang, I'm Joe Serralo. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.